Welcome to the Alexandra Wenman Show. Today I'm so pleased to introduce you to a woman that actually needs no introduction in the world of spirituality. Miss Diana Cooper, thank you so much for joining me today on the Alexandra Wenman Show. It's lovely to be here. And it's so wonderful to see you back and looking fabulous. You've just been through a bit of a challenging time, haven't you? Well, a small initiation when I had cancer earlier this year, but I'm now on the road to recovery and it was an amazing experience. Amazing. We, we, um, we as humans, I find, go through a lot of these initiations in a way, don't we? What, what do you feel has changed for you? It's quite a big shift that's occurred here. So <laughs> would you like to share anything about your recovery? It was quite a surprise when the doctor ran in and said quite joyfully, oh, we found something. <laughs> and you've got a massive um, malignant tumour in your colon. Wow. And uh, within six days, I was in hospital. And I knew it was an initiation. Mm -hmm. I had constantly said I would like to, well, just use me to bring through all the darkness from Atlantis and clear it. Mm -hmm. And that had been my mission for a long, long time. And I'd had several experiences where stuff went through my physical body. Wow. This was much worse. And all the, the beings of light you usually work with, they step aside when you're going through an initiation you have to do it alone mm. and sometimes you feel not supported but the whole time a little green dragon stayed by me a water dragon that was so sweet and i wasn't aware of the angels until one night and it was midnight and they were bringing in a blood transfusion at midnight and i thought oh i'm going to have to sit up and bless this blood mm. it's going to be really tiring and archangel gabriel arrived and he was just beautiful and shimmering white with his wings outstretched and he sat on the chair beside my bed and he said, surrender, mm -hmm. I will bless your blood. And I thought, wow, that's fantastic. I just let go and let him do it. And you could just relax uh, through In it. the morning, they brought me another um, pint of blood and he was still there and he just took over and did that one as well. But he also confirmed that I wasn't doing this just for myself. Yeah. This was an offering and this was bringing through the energy from Atlantis that hadn't been cleared and he said that hundreds of thousands of people had tuned in and sent so much light that it had created an enormous portal and this was really helping the planet. And he said all the setbacks, because I had three operations, they kept failing and abscesses and all sorts of things. Oh and he said each setback was because more people came in and added their light. And I thought, fantastic. So it's extra That's layers kind of clearing yes, through you, isn't yes. it? Right, mm. and, that, and it, it felt so good. And because at the end of the first operation and the end of the second one, I had a near-death experience. Mm. wasn't lights and a tunnel it was a voice taking me through my life and showing me i i didn't need anything nobody depended on me i could just let it go because i was worried about my dogs i was worried about my grandchildren my work all this sort of thing and the second one was just deeper and when i could say yeah okay i can let go of everything they said uh, now you choose and I said, well, whatever's for the highest good, I don't mind. 
and uh, obviously they decided that I'd better stay because here I am. Thank you for coming back to us. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's huge and, and it reminds me of listening to interviews with you before when you when you first sort of had your awakening and and the angel first came and took you on that journey yes. and it's been quite a journey hasn't it up until this point yeah it's been a long time as well a really long time and that the original angel that came to you was that your guardian angel yes it was so that angel's yes. still with you now yes and has been for many lifetimes of course wow. and uh, yes they have just such love such complete understanding and such non-judgment. That's what I love about them. They, you make a mess of something and instead of judging they just stand by watching and help you to pick up the pieces of your life again. It's amazing that we can be you know, human with that unconditional yeah. love, isn't it? And, yeah. and it's the way I like to see it is that they want us to feel that way about ourselves. They want us to love ourselves that, that same way, don't they? But we have a tough it time. Is the only thing. Mm. I mean, love really is the only thing. It's mm. a very important thing. It's amazing. I obviously you've been a voice for so many years now on this spiritual path, and you've been such a light in the world. And I remember when I was first having my awakening. <coughs> I think it was one of your books actually that really helped me, and it and it was the the exercise of if you want to know angels are with you just ask and from that day forward I kept seeing the word angel everywhere and mm -hmm. seeing my yeah. feathers and mm -hmm. I talk about this when, I, when I'm teaching and, and it was just such a gift and I just want to know obviously with a lot of people waking up and starting to receive guidance from their angels and their guides and a lot of starseeds are waking up and talking to celestial guides as well mm -hmm. and it can be a little bit daunting I suppose when you're having these experiences and trying to navigate how to talk to people about it and when you first had your awakening, did you find it really difficult to kind of explain to people what was going on with you? I didn't even talk about it for a long time <laughs> because I came from a background that was totally non-spiritual, non-psychic. thought anything like this was completely absurd. And so I just didn't say anything. And then I wrote my first angel book. And then, of course, I had to come out <laughs> of my shell. And uh, I went on to well, morning television, and they asked me if they could take my aura photograph before I went in. And, of course, in the taxi, I'd been meditating. And when they asked me, I just said to my guardian angel, please, will you step into the photograph? And please show up. <laughs> and, no, no, I wasn't no. expecting anything yeah. to be visible. I just thought that the light would go out and people would unconsciously sense it. And of course my angel impressed itself onto the picture and you could see its golden head, you could see its wing coming you down. You could see the, the zigzag as it entered yes. in, couldn't you? Yes, so you yeah. could. And they had 114,000 calls there. Everything went into meltdown. I had to go back again next day. But here's the fascinating thing. Most of those calls were from people who said, I've had an experience. I've had no one to talk to about it. And this has enabled me now to say something, to speak up. And so I thought, wow, it didn't feel like courage. It just felt that was my job. That's what I'd have to do. Um, and wow. they followed through in every way. The angels are always wonderful. And they do, they totally guide you. So was that your first big kind of national TV experience? 
at that time. Well, if anything like that happening, yes. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> and totally where you needed to be at that point. Well, and where the angels wanted me to be. Yeah. This is the thing. I've always just said, okay, I'll make myself available, I'll do it, and then you do it through me. That way, I don't get that involved with it. Mm. I just do my best. When something happens. And how about your, your family and those close to you when you first came out and had to talk about this stuff? Was it was it My parents thought I was completely insane, wouldn't talk about it and mm. wouldn't look at my books or touch my books in any way. In fact, when my daughter said to my father once, Do you realise that your daughter's written all these books? I think they were about six or seven at the time. And have you looked at them? And he said, No, and I don't intend to. And she said, you're not getting up until you have looked at this book. And he just did this and threw it on the floor. And I looked at him and I thought, you know how sad mm. it did that, that he could be so rigid mm. that he couldn't even open up to anything or even support his daughter. Mm. And um, I thought, that, that is just really, really sad. And uh, I realised then that there was absolutely no point in even saying anything. Mm because he wasn't open to hearing. And I think this is what we need to do when we are opening up. Be very discerning about who is ready to hear. If you meet somebody and you have a sense that they are, then talk to them about it. If they don't pick it up, let it go. If they do pick it up, then that's one more person that perhaps you've opened up or who has seen the light. It's wonderful and it is, it, I think discernment is quite possibly the biggest lesson on this path, isn't it? One of the biggest ones that we have to face. I think also be robust if somebody just laughs at you. So what, that's... Yeah, you have to be able at. to laugh at yourself yeah. too, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's where they're at, that's where you're at. It doesn't really matter. I got nicknamed Wacky Wenman by one of my <laughs> friends. I don't know that she meant it nicely, but I actually thought... Gonna coin that. That needs that needs That's copywriting. Great. I quite like Wacky Wenman. Maybe this should be the Wacky Wenman show. Actually, <laughs> but I wanted to ask you as well. Obviously, different people have different gifts. More mm. people are, are more visual. I'm very clairvoyant. Yeah. I see a lot. More people feel or mm. hear. And and as we're starting to wake up and move into this 5D kind of consciousness, mm. a lot of people are then putting all those gifts together and, and experiencing it on all levels. When you first saw your first angel, how did you experience it? Was it a, an inner seeing or feeling? I look back on it now and I find it very difficult to quantify it. Um, at that time, I opened up and I was very clairvoyant for a while. And I think that the angels gave me that to give me confidence about what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. And so it was an inner experience and yet it felt like an outer experience. It was so real. Um, since then, i become less clairvoyant and more just knowing. So I know exactly what a clairvoyant sees mm. and I find that a very fascinating thing to happen because I can describe an angel that I know about and a clairvoyant will say, that's exactly what I see. Yeah. And that's really interesting. Yeah. And um, so mostly I work with knowing and understanding and sometimes I work with seeing. It's amazing, and it is just that, that clear connection to the divine, isn't it? Well, yes, I get downloads, yeah. and suddenly I'm aware of something. Are you aware, obviously you are, but are you aware of any of your very prominent past lives and sort of 
who you are, who you have been through many, many lifetimes, and the work that you've been doing before this incarnation. Well, yes, I think I've been around quite a lot, <laughs> and uh, in fact, for this lifetime, most people get a big choice about their parents, their brothers and sisters. We've seen orbs carrying, which are angel energies, carrying souls coming to check out their future families, mm -hmm. making sure they're in exactly the right place. But I didn't get that. I was offered this opportunity, it was do it or not. Mm -hmm. And I was, it was all completely ready. And I had to go in then if I accepted. And obviously I did. I was told it wasn't going to be easy. Mm -hmm. um, and I was born in the Himalayas exactly the same moment the first bomb fell on London in order to bring light into mm. the dark on the other side, you know, to balance the light and dark. And obviously quite rigid parents who weren't on this wavelength or understanding at all. And um, also in a country where women were very devalued, mm. and then I had a younger brother. And so I think that it was quite a challenging choice to come into. And when I found that it wasn't really a choice, it was the choice was I'd do the mission or not. Yeah. I thought, ah, I can understand that now. So why the Himalayas? What were your parents based in the Himalayas? Oh my father was in the army. In the army. Yeah. Wow. So even yeah. more of a kind of a, a, a <laughs> okay. program to systems oh, yes. bust. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Wow. Wowzers. And and when but you it made me strong. Totally. Purpose. You take your parents and you look at their best qualities and their worst qualities and you try to take in their best qualities and overcome the ones you don't like. Mm -hmm. That's the purpose of choosing or being given those parents. That's totally, it is the test of unconditional love, isn't it, as yeah. well? Yeah, when you choose a difficult family, which a lot of souls have done, I suppose. Absolutely. How better able to grow strong. Wowzers. It's incredible. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the uh, the connection that you have with the Intergalactic Council and the different Ascended Galactic Races. Oh, right. <laughs> so it's, okay. a, it's a personal interest of mine because I do a lot of work with uh, what we call star seeds mm. and people who have memory of having galactic lifetimes or yeah. lifetimes in other dimensions. And uh, I just wondered if... Uh, if you have had experience or memory of some of those lifetimes that you yourself have had, or if uh, there's any particular races that you feel connected with that you are working with. I don't come from this universe. There are many, many people coming in now who come from other universes and step down mm. through the four ascension planets into Earth. And yes, I'm very aware of many of the other star systems. Um, I work with the 12 chakras, as you may know, and each of those chakras is connected to a star. So as soon as anybody becomes fifth dimensional and they start making those connections from those chakras, they become aware of the energies of those stars or planets or mm -hmm. galaxies coming in and helping them. In fact, we were doing a fire ceremony the other night, and at one point, all of my chakras opened wide and went out and connected. It was one of those wow moments. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really good that people are starting to talk about other planes. Mm -hmm. um, I've recently done some dragon cards, and into those dragon cards, when I was um, 
preparing them stepped the intergalactic dragons, the cosmic dragons, up absolutely amazing. So of course I was talking about the fourth dimensional earth, air, fire and water dragons and what they do and what the mixed dragons do, which is fascinating because they are such awesome beings and they can they can materialize matter. Mm. They can do things and go into deep dark energies that angels can't. Mm. And so they are doing the same work as angels are on the angelic realms but they're working on a different frequency band. Mm. And then the intergalactic ones, of course, are bringing in the high universal energies, and they are awesome. Like the dragon from Andromeda, which you're very connected with, yeah. which is bringing in unconditional love. A beautiful pink dragon, and it's really helping to bring this love through our energy fields so that we can connect and works with the archangels to help everybody absorb that light. They sort of bring, to me, they sort of bring a, a, a more fierce compassion, don't they? It's that, that directness, you <laughs> know, that the fearlessness. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's lovely. Yes, they are, because dragons are a, a very clear, mm. very direct beings, mm. and mm. full of love and full of wisdom. They have these incredible open hearts. They are awesome and you can just call in your dragon and open your heart and let your dragon sit in front of you and open its heart and you will find that the light joins you together and you have a very close connection. Wowzers and these cards, Diana's showed me some of the images on these cards and the, the energy of them is incredible. And, uh, the writing's not bad either. Yeah, I, I, I would think so. I mean, you haven't had much practice, have you, uh, <laughs> over the years? Um, and so these cards, they'll be out in October, is that yes, right? Yes, hopefully. Fantastic, yes. and what a, what, a, what a perfect thing for this year. Mm. And the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, especially with regards to the dragons, obviously coming in in force now en masse, mm. they're obviously very needed. There's a lot of quite frightening things happening on the earth plane, on the 3D level at the moment. And obviously, some of us who are working as light workers, we know that there's a big shift going on and, it, and it's a, a whole new paradigm that's coming into being and being birthed. But what's your advice for people at the moment as to how to cope during these times when there's a lot of darkness being stirred up? Light is much stronger than dark. You've only got to switch the light on and the dark has to vanish. And every single individual can do their part to switch the light on. If you hold light in your energy fields, nothing can harm you. None of these things happen to anybody by chance. Their soul has always given permission and has arranged for them to be in that place. And it may be a soul offering. Mm -hmm. That was their time to experience that. I recently put out a YouTube that I was asked to do by the angels because masses and masses of angels of light have gathered now and these are warrior angels and they are saying enough. This is a pivotal moment on earth. It is time now for the light to switch on. And so what we can do is recognize that there is a dark entity coming from another universe mm -hmm. with tentacles going out to all these people 
that are open to it. Mm. And we can ask the, and of course we pull in our protection. There is, a, as soon as you decide to do this work, a warrior angel and a fire dragon stand beside you. You have a hundred percent protection. Mm. You then send out the warrior angels and the dragons and the unicorns that are gathered and ask them to put light around all those who are wanting to spread fear and terror. Mm -hmm. And just put that light around them so that the tentacles of dark cannot touch them. Mm -hmm. And then watch those tentacles withdraw because of course if they can't touch people, they have to withdraw. And ask Archangel Zatkiel, the Violet Angel, and the Violet Dragons to go behind and transmute all that dark energy. And if enough people do this, this will soon be over. Earth will be at peace again, as it must be by 2032, the start of the new golden age. Which isn't that far away when you think about it's, it. It's very near. And when people say, how can we possibly make these changes? The angels always say, well, look how far you've come. And yet in the last 40 years, there have been massive, massive changes. Right? It's very, moving. very quickly. Well, 10,000 years of third day. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly, and then whoosh. whoosh, we are moving. Source energy in 2012 at the cosmic moment, as you know, touched the heart of every sentient being, not just in this planet, this universe, every universe. Mm -hmm. Everyone is on an ascension pathway. And it really is time now to, to be ready for it. Totally. And, and the other thing is, everything, as we know, starts in the spiritual, then it comes down to the mental, the emotional, into the physical. And so many energies have come in over the last 10 years, enormous amounts of great, vast spiritual lights, right up to ninth dimensional beings. Mm -hmm. And so these are now coming down through the mental, emotional of humanity and the animals and the trees, ready to become physical. And so this is what's enabling it to happen by 2032. I wanted to speak to you about the animals, actually, because oh, you yes. have a new book out. I do. And uh, it, it's all about the gifts that the animals bring for us to Earth, to humanity, and to, to this process, really, isn't it? Yes, it's called The Archangel Guide to the Animal World. And it's about the birds, the animals, the trees, the insects, the fish, the whole of the natural world. Every single one of them has a sole mission and a sole purpose. And some of them are absolutely awesome beings. And I share these missions, and in the book, your heart opens up with love to the animals and insects and everybody, so that then you can connect with them. And this is what makes it so important and powerful. You learn the missions, you learn the life purpose, which is different of every animal, and the gifts that they bring you, and the messages that they are all bringing to you. And of course, where they come from. Some coming saying. from other universes, <laughs> many coming from this one. I feel quite excited actually to read this. I, when I was a child, I had a real connection with insects. Mm -hmm. But I used to sit and I have this memory that surfaced of being about four years old and telepathically talking to crickets in my front garden. Oh yeah, well, of course, crickets uh, and the Andromedan music. Ah, amazing that's the connection, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, no, crickets yeah. come from Andromeda. Very, I know, they're very, very high. They step through Neptune. Yeah. Wow. 
Incredible. I can't wait to delve into that book. And so this book's coming out now, isn't it? Is it? Well, I've just had first copies, um, and so it'll be out in August, I think. In August. Fantastic. The other thing I wanted to talk about is the children coming through at the moment. Mm. I had a, I received a message at the beginning of this year, and I was aware of crystal and rainbow children, indigo children. Mm. A lot of people talk about these concepts, but I, I'm very connected with the Higher Galactic Council, and they were talking to me about these new diamond souls coming through. Are you? Do you? Can you share your your opinion of this? <laughs> diamond souls are very clear, very pure. Of course, diamond is the energy of Archangel Gabriel. Mm. And right now, he is bringing his ninth dimensional diamond and placing it over people when they're ready. And so these children have this high, pure, clear frequency within them. And so it's absolutely amazing. But of course, they're finding it very difficult on Earth. Mm. And they are teaching us we have to change. Mm. You cannot send one such child into a school and expect them to handle the vibrations in school. You can't let them eat the food that we're eating full of chemicals and other things because they cannot cope with it. So they are teaching us, making sure we change. It's amazing. It's like the it's it's like an alchemy, isn't it? In into into humanity, into our cells and our, our DNA of more light Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are now starting to head towards the diamond path. Many people are walking on the diamond path, mm. which of course you're guided by Archangel Gabriel, the mighty Archangel, and it is a path of pure light. That's fantastic. And what's what's next for you, Diana? What what's your what's your path taking you to next? What would you like to do next? Um I'm having lots more fun and lightness and joy. Um after I went through all the cancer, I thought, now I think I've done enough of that pathway of service because I'm very Virgoan. I have Virgo and Taurus, I'm all Earth, you know, <laughs> very service orientated. I came down through Neptune. Now, that not many people do that, it's pure service. And so I thought, no, for the rest of my life, now that I've come back, I want to have more lightness, still working with the angels, still writing books, but not quite so heavily, making more choices. And uh, so I thought, well, okay, I'm going to go up to the Intergalactic Council. Now, I've been to them many times with petitions for the planet, for other people, but never for myself, and I'm quite nervous about this. So first I went to the Masters of the Himalayas. Now, they're very pure, high-frequency beings. Mm -hmm. And of course, because I was born in the Himalayas, I have a connection with them. Mm -hmm. And they advised me to go to the Intergalactic Council. So I went, took my courage in my hands and thought, okay, I will do this for myself. The worst they can do is send me away. <laughs> Not today. Normally if I go, I stand in the centre of the circle and the 12 masters who are in charge of everything that we do on this planet to make all the decisions. They stand in a circle around me, and this time they invited me to join them in the circle. And I thought, whoa. Anyway, Jesus stepped forward in front of me, and he is the spokesperson. So I asked him, I said, look, this is my petition for my own life. And I waited, thinking, what's he going to say? And he put his hands into mine. And then all the masters 
put their hands into mine and a great light formed. I can't describe it. And suddenly I was back where I started and I thought, wow, that's my permission. That's them saying yes very strongly. It was the most extraordinary light and most strange sensation, but lovely. So beautiful. And I, I mean, I came to see you at the Mind Body Spirit Festival this year, a couple of months ago, and I loved, I've been to a few of your talks, I think I came to Slovenia and saw you there as well, and uh, what I loved about this one was, it was almost like you were sort of going back to your roots a little bit, it was very, how do I put it, beautifully simple in the teachings that were coming through, but still very powerful. Yes, it was going back to basics, it was meant to be for everybody yeah. who knew nothing about the path mm -hmm. and to help open them up to the angels and to healing themselves and seeing their lives differently and forgiving everything on their path, clearing all the beliefs that we hold, which are what's holding us back mm -hmm. in many cases. And the angels are so willing now to help us clear our beliefs. Ask and they will stop pulling the old beliefs that no longer serve out and bringing new beliefs into you. That changes your entire life. And is there any one thing that you would like to say as a parting few words? Well, it's absolutely true. There is only love. Mm -hmm. And when we start opening our eyes and seeing things with love, with higher purpose, then everything changes because we need to know all the problems are at this level, all the answers are at this level. And so if you start seeing things from this level, asking to be shown them, then these problems have to disappear because you're not on that frequency anymore. Diana, so lovely to talk to you. It's an absolute honour and it's so wonderful to see you looking so well and Thank you. see you back in the saddle. <laughs> um, if people want to find out more about you and your work, what, where can they find out more? Well, dianacooper.com. It's dianacooper.com. And obviously, I think you're on, you're on Instagram and, and, and everywhere, so once they find your website, they'll be able it's to okay. find it more. Yeah. Wonderful. It's been absolutely such a pleasure to, to see you and to speak to you today. Thank you for joining me on the Alexandra Wendland Show. Thank you, Alexandra. Can I give you a hug? <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Thank you so much, Angel. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you.